When you need advice on beauty, who are you gonna call? Beauty Call with Janice McQueen. Janice is easy and loves to have casual yet informative conversations on sex, beauty, love, fashion, work-life balance, diet, fitness, nutrition, relationship, and life's ups and downs. Join the Beauty Call podcast and learn inside secrets to true beauty. Hi, everyone. It's Janice McQueen with Beauty Call Podcast, and I'm excited to share with you that my book is finally going to go live on January the 27th on Amazon. Woohoo! I've been working on this book for almost a year, and it is a great interactive book and workbook. You're going to learn so many great how-tos and tips and tricks in the pageant industry. It is definitely a great read. It's only $2.99 while it's in pre-order and the book will go up on January the 27th. So make sure to check it out on Amazon. It's Queendom, How to Reign in Pageantry. It's the first in a series of many to come. I'm excited about that. I'm also going to do a free mastermind class that's going to be on the same day, January the 27th at 5 p.m. The first class will be a Zoom class class. And in order to be in it, you have to join my newsletter to get the information. So that's easy. You go to JaniceMcQueen.com and just click on joining my newsletter. What I'll do is I'll send out all the details this week on how to join that free mastermind group that's going to happen monthly. So I'm excited to share those with you. And also, if you just want to be part of my Facebook group and get to know me a little bit better and to ask some questions, you can go to at JaniceMcQueenWard on Instagram and Facebook. Facebook and follow me, but my pageant group is called Pageant Positivity. So I know that's a lot of information. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I share all of this on my Facebook page. If you just go to Janice McQueen Ward and follow me, you'll see everything there as well. But I'll be trying to mention that on all of my um, future podcasts as well. So thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. It is with a pageant gal, but we're going to talk about some great things. And I'm beginning to set up some new uh, podcasts for 2021. So if you want to be a guest on my show, or if you have a great referral or recommendation, don't forget to hit me up on social media or to email me through my website at JaniceMcQueen.com. All right. Thanks so much. And I'll talk with you later. Love you guys. Bye. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Beauty Call Podcast. I'm your host, Janice McQueen. Today's guest is Emma Feely. She is a 22-year-old Michigan native who currently resides in Los Angeles. She was crowned Miss Michigan United States in October and went on to place top 10 at Miss United States. Quite an accomplishment. She is a full-time dance teacher and dance company director and supports arts education and integration as part of her platform. Welcome to the show, Emma. How are you? are you? Thank you so much, Janice. I'm doing great. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I am too. We met at the Miss United States yeah. pageant and you're quite a beautiful girl and you really did represent you. your state. Well, um, please tell us about that experience of being, well, not only crowned a state title holder, but to compete at a national pageant. Yes, it was an incredible opportunity. And, and I was just so excited that I was able to experience this through a pandemic. It's, you know, not a lot of people can say that they competed for Miss United States during this really crazy time. So I was, I was very grateful for that. And it was such a whirlwind. I wish I could have paused some moments because it was just the best week. 
I had so many personal goals that I was able to achieve. I was able to meet so many incredible people, including yourself throughout the week. And I just had the best time. It was great to be able to talk about my platform and meet so many amazing people. Right. Well, it was a very quick week. And I think that was because of we are sort of in the middle of a pandemic (laughs) and we're trying to be, you know, using social distancing. And I have to I have to give kudos to the national pageant for following those rules very well and making it safe for everybody. It meant less people could attend, but it also meant that you guys could compete safely and make the bonding of sisterhood, which is so important, an important part of pageantry. So what brought you into the world of pageantry and when did that begin? Yes. So I started pageantry in about 2013. So seven years ago, I have been a dancer my whole life. And I would say like the world of competition dance and pageantry, they kind of go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. And I started watching, I was watching Miss America on TV and watching all these shows about pageants. And I didn't really know what it was about, but I just saw all the sparkles and the, you know, beautiful hair and makeup. And I just I just knew I wanted to be a part of it. And, mm-hmm. and that's what it was about for me at first. But now it's so much more than, than just the outside, which is still fun. And, you know, we still love it. it. It's kind of what drew me to pageants, but it's allowed me to start my own nonprofit. I've been able to advance in my career because of pageantry and just meet so many incredible people. So I'm so grateful for this seven-year journey. And I am excited that it led me to be able to compete at a national pageant. Yes, and that is quite an accomplishment. It's not it's not an easy thing. I it's funny. I remember gosh, this was a few years ago and of course my career had spanned since I was 17 and you know, I didn't do a tremendous amount, but I did a, you know, enough pageants that of course was became a well-known competitor. But I remember someone that I knew through work and she came up to me and said, you know, I want to apologize to you for never truly understanding the why and what you did and and why you were in pageantry because I I just did my first pageant and I have to tell you, it's not easy. So off to you. And, you know, and even though I know I have a lot of pageant followers that listen to this podcast, you know, we have some people that aren't in pageantry that follow this podcast because beauty is inside and out. It's deep. So um, I want to make sure that people understand that, you know, pageantry is is so much more than the visual part of it. Oh, absolutely. So let's talk about how hard it is to compete. And you, you started seven years ago, and obviously you are an artist. So tell me about that, what those steps that you took yes. to you do your first pageant. Yeah, so I started off at a very local, small community pageant. It wasn't associated with any other system. It was like, it was a very small pageant. And the first year I did it, I was first runner up. And then I did it again the next year and was able to take home the title. And I'm, I'm really grateful that I started there because I was able to realize the importance of showing up as a title holder. And, and I think that local community pageants really give you that opportunity to, to show up. And, and especially when you're in a a close knit tight, tight community, you're able to, you know, go to tons of events every week and meet so many amazing people. And from there, I started competing in the America system. I did that for about 
three years and then I moved to Los Angeles and I kind of took a break for a little bit and I got sucked back in and I haven't stopped since. So I did a few Mm -hmm. USA preliminaries and then I competed at uh, United States, California and placed second runner up and then decided to take on an at large title for my home state and, and then compete at Miss United States. So it just, you know, it, every single pageant, I kept wanting to do more and push myself and be better. And I'm, I'm really grateful for that because it, it, like you said, it's not just the outside stuff. I've been able to evolve as a person in so many amazing ways. Well, that's great. And I, I appreciate you sharing your, your history. And I would love to talk about how it has progressed your career, your opportunity to speak and advanced your, your platform. And let's, for those of you listening that are not, you know, pageant based, you know, a platform is a mission. It's something that's near and dear to us as community service, but it's so much more than that. It's something that has touched our lives. So let's first talk about that because that is probably <laughs> my niche when it comes to pageant coaching is helping people develop their why behind competing and their, their platform development. So let's talk about that. Absolutely. So I started dance when I was very young mm-hmm. and I was exposed to the arts and I can wholeheartedly say that it changed my life in so many amazing ways and and got me through a lot of things that I don't think I would have been able to get through uh, if it, if it weren't for dance and the arts. And so Mm -hmm. I I was really motivated by that. And I understand that so many kids don't have access to it or it's not integrated into their curriculums or they're made to feel like they're less than because they're creative and, and they want to express themselves in ways that school doesn't always allow us to do. So I knew from the beginning that that's what I wanted to focus on and that was my why. And so when I did my first pageant, I I was looking for charities to work with and I just said, I, w- I wanna make my own. I want to to take my vision and and bring it to life. So I started teaching dance for free to kids who wouldn't otherwise be able to afford it. This was seven years ago. Wow. And and since then I have evolved this nonprofit into now what's an all encompassing art program. So we serve nationwide and we have all different types of art forms. We do art seminars for kids who don't have access to the arts. And we also teach teachers how to integrate art into their curriculum, which I think is really important and something that our education system needs. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. I, I, you know, I'm a performing artist as well. I'm a singer and a flautist and actor. And I feel, you know, as a creative person who did feel some of that, like what you're talking about as, as if I needed to express myself and you feel a little bit ostracized, don't you? When you are a creative in a school that may be more academic and it doesn't mean that you're not an academic. I was a straight A student right? because if you are left brain, right brain, like you and I are, you have to have that creative outlet or you start to be more of an introvert in the way that you express yourself or the way that you learn. We're visual learners. And so I think that's so important what you're doing. It's something that I think, even if you're not a creative student or a creative person, 
and you're more analytical, just like with football players. If you're if you're a football player and a sports person, they take ballet because it's exactly. a way. Exactly. <laughs> it's, we talk about this a lot. It's like it's not just for the kids who feel like they need a creative outlet, but it teaches so many life skills to every student. And yeah. we need to teach kids how to be creative and be their own inventors so that they can go on to do amazing things and, and be their own creators of their lives. I love that because it does give you the wings that you need to be able to do things yes. in life and creativity Absolutely. really does spur so much thought. And I mm-hmm. and that's wonderful. I love that you're doing that. So how did you connect on a national level? I think for so many people, they have, and not that you have to do national work to be, you know, to be good to the community. There's right. local, there's county, there's state, and there's national. How did you do that? So I actually, that's one of the things that this pandemic has been able to allow me to do is serve on a national level because all of the art seminars I was doing was on in person. And so the pandemic hit and I knew that this would probably be a time where kids now more than ever need this outlet. And so I decided to start serving virtually all over the country. And I did that in a few ways. First and foremost, meeting people through social media, Uh, connecting with teachers, schools, charities that bring underserved kids programs all over the country and just reaching out on social media or sending them an email saying, this is what we're offering. We'd love to work with you. That has been the number one thing for me because, you know, we have access to connect with people from all over the world on, on our phones. And so I thought, why not, why not find a way to connect with these kids in that way? So that's exactly what I did. And once I started connecting with people, word of mouth hits, and and all of a sudden you're working with kids from all over the country. So I'm I'm very grateful that the pandemic has allowed me to be able to do that. And I think it's so important that these kids have art when a lot of them are struggling with virtual learning. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, it is hard. I mean, even though we are able to talk you know, virtually, we're able to learn virtually. Yeah. If you don't have some way of being creative and right. expressing yourself and have maybe even some physical activity, like what right. you're teaching, right. the body and movement, yes. then you can very easily get down or you can very easily, I, I even find myself daydreaming, which we spend so much of our time doing. Mm-hmm. But if you don't, if you don't allow yourself to have that outlet, you can easily just not focus on the things that are important. So what a gift that you're giving our our youth. And, you know, it it really encompasses all ages when you think about it too. But what an amazing thing that you're doing because the long distance and the virtual learning for, especially for school is so, so hard. Um, You know, kids want to be together and you're providing this to them and, Um, What an amazing thing. And see how that grew. To me, that is really what pageantry is all about. It gives you that confidence and that ability to be able to elevate and amplify your voice on a national level and sometimes even an international level. I wouldn't be surprised that you become, you know, have opportunity internationally as well. 
Yes, I would love to do that. That would that's definitely one of my goals. <laughs> <laughs> Were you doing the right thing, being on a podcast and getting the word out there yeah, about yeah. arts education and integrating those that into the curriculum? Because, you know, our schools, you know, not all of them, but, you know, in a lot of the parts of the country, the first thing that's cut is anything that is artistic, um, right. you know, drama and music and the visual arts and it's all cut and it shouldn't be, it should be very much a part of a full curriculum. Yes. And so what, what an exciting time for you. Yes. So thank what, you. what is next for you? Do you plan? I know that you are finishing out the year probably as Miss Michigan, yes. United States, and that's definitely an exciting thing. And of course that's your home state, but yes. what are the next plans for you? I am definitely taking this time to come down from the pageant high, as I like to say, but also just focusing on my career and my job right now. And I am definitely going to keep competing. I always say, I don't think there will be a day where I ever say I'm done. <laughs> I just want to keep going and, and keep competing just because of how much I love it. And I really have a passion for for pageantry and, and what it's brought me. So hopefully I'll be back on stage within the next six months or so, but until then, just focusing on my nonprofit and my career and, and finishing out my reign as Miss Michigan United States. That's amazing. So have you had a chance to, since you did go to a national pageant, of course you competed at a state pageant as well. Have you met some people that are forever sister queens, that people that are, are part of your life now? Oh yes, absolutely. And I think the national pageant was especially fun because we got to connect with all of our sister queens virtually. So we see them on Instagram, we talk to them every day online, and then being able to see them in person was just so much fun. So definitely have met some lifelong friends through pageantry and especially through this national pageant as well in all divisions, which makes it extra exciting. Yeah, I do like that too. Yes. You know, as a, as a miss competitor, sometimes you're you're just meeting people that are within your your age, yes. you know, age range. But it's wonderful to be able to make you know friends from all ages and to be that role model to the youngsters. Yeah, and also have like the Ms. and the Mrs. to look up to for because you know what pageantry doesn't end when you get married, as you know, <laughs> or as you get older. <laughs> yes, I love, yeah, and I love that about the United States system is all of the different divisions and, and women from all areas of life and walks of life just coming together and supporting each other is really special. Well, I have just a, a couple of fun questions for you as we finish out this interview. I just, I, I, can you, have you ever thought about if you knew then what you know now, what would you tell yourself as that that first time competitor? Oh, that's a really tough one. I would say, <laughs> I would say definitely invest in good hair and makeup because I think <laughs> looking back at pictures, I would have done that differently and also just enjoy the process. I think sometimes we get so caught up in, in how things are going to go or what the outcome is going to look like, but just taking it in and soaking it up and just having fun and enjoying the process of pageantry and, and performing and being on stage and, and talking about what you're passionate about is, is the most important part. And it's definitely the most special part of pageantry to me. 
Great point. And, and you're right. Being prepared is, is yeah. so important and, and investing in yourself with, you know, hair and makeup and a good wardrobe, not that you have to spend a right. fortune, but, you know, being able to have someone professionally do your hair and makeup and having good quality wardrobe and then just let that stand. That makes you, that's an, just an extension of who you are. And then you work on your you and your why and your platform. I think that's really sound advice that yeah. so many people don't follow. And I might add also being a pageant coach, it doesn't hurt to have coaching along the way. I have had coaching along the way from the very beginning when I first started competing at 17. And right. And I, and even the other things in my life, like with my book or my podcast, I've had coaches along the way and it, something just gives you that accountability. And so really, really great advice. Yes. Investing in you yes. is like an education. It's an added education. So great, uh, great. Yes. Such so important. advice. So in as far as your competition this time at a national pageant, and it was your first national pageant, what lessons did you learn and take away from the experience? Ooh, that's a really great question. I think the biggest thing that I learned, and I, I kind of knew this going in, was to just have a goal that has nothing to do with the outcome of the pageant. Mm-hmm. So wherever you place whether you're first place or last place, have a goal that nobody else can can take that away from you. And that made, for me, this whole pageant experience just so much better because I knew at the end of the day, whatever happened, I met my goals. I came there to do what I wanted to do and I had just the best time along the way. And, and that's something that I say to every pageant competitor and to myself, every pageant I go into. And it it was, it was the best, it made... The, the experience just so much fun and and so worthwhile. That's wonderful. I don't think everybody has a great experience at state and national pageants. Yeah. I think it all comes down to attitude mm-hmm. and having a great and positive attitude like you have, Emma, and going into it with open eyes and open arms and embracing the good, the bad, the the difficulty of doing a pageant during a pandemic, but also the opportunity to touch the lives of others and to experience all that you experience. And if you go into a pageant with that and being present and in the moment like you did, then you do come out successful like you did, being a top 10 and you know doing so well. And when you get to the level of a national pageant and you're making top 10, it could be anybody's crown. Right, right. You've done, you did an amazing job, which means that big crown is in your future. You just have to keep trying and persevering, never giving up. And I always say, and it's not that I believe that anybody's ever a loser because nobody's ever a loser. Right. Win, lose, draw, don't place, whatever whatever experience you have, you're never a loser. But I always say you either win or you lose. I mean, and if you lose, it's you learn. Yes. And so the L in lose is for learning. It doesn't mean that you're that you lost, you just learned. Yeah. So, I'm glad that you have that positive attitude because that is a true winner right there. So important. So tell um, our listeners how to get in touch with you, with your your platform, your nonprofit, to book you for an appearance, even if it is virtually, because there's a lot of virtual summits and opportunities that are out there. How can we reach you? 
Absolutely. So the best place, if you want to get in touch with me, is my Instagram. I am Miss Michigan United States 2020. You can all also find me on Facebook under just my name, Emma Feely. And then in terms of my nonprofit, you can visit us at crownedandcreative.org. And we also have an Instagram page called Crowned and Creative, where we post weekly updates about what we're doing and also different ways that you can get creative at home. That's wonderful. Emma, it has been such a pleasure. And I do want to make sure that uh, everybody checks out the spelling of Emma. If you're looking for her on social media, the last name is F-E-E-H-E-L-E-Y Feely. So thank you so much, Emma. It has been a true joy. You are in the United States and you are a huge winner in my eyes and keep up all the good work that you're doing. You are such a great representative for young ladies today. Thank you so much, Janice, for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. And if so, please go to your favorite podcast platform and subscribe. Make sure if you're on Apple that you subscribe, rate, and review me on iTunes. And I would love your feedback. At any time, you could reach out to me on JaniceMcQueen.com and contact me or join my newsletter and give me the feedback of different subjects and topics that you would like to hear or if you would like to be a guest on my show. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day. Janice.